This is a special Uncommon Sense podcast for 3RRR-FM with Amy Mullins. The interview you're about to hear is with Ray Stephanie. Ray is co-president of the Fish Creek Football Netball Club. He joined me to talk about the club's long and successful history, its deep significance to the town of Fish Creek in South Gippsland, and their plans to rebuild after a devastating fire destroyed their club rooms and almost everything in them on November the 4th, 2023. The Fish Creek Football Club is one of Victoria's oldest country footy clubs, and it is, in fact, Victorian footy's most successful, with its senior team having won 37 premierships across its history. They currently have a GoFundMe page and their major fundraiser is a gala dinner called Rising from the Ashes, which will be held at the Leangatha Memorial Hall on Saturday, the 2nd of March, 2024, from 6pm until 11pm. You just heard the club theme song, or part of, I should say, as sung by the residents and team members of Fish Creek when they won the 2023 Mid-Gippsland League Grand Final at the end of last year. I live-streamed it through my TV. That's how into it I got, and uh, it was quite entertaining to hear the, the commentators trying to guess the names of some of the Fish Creek players because I feel like there was a little bit of bias on the the commentating teams. So they were saying, old bloke this and, you know, that bloke that. But in the end, Fish Creek prevailed and they did very, very well at the start of the game to get a huge lead and also come home with the win. So it was very exciting. And it's not a rare occurrence for the Fish Creek Football Club senior team to win a grand final and their other teams and netball teams as well. So it's something that is part of a much longer and bigger story about the town of Fish Creek as well as the Fish Creek Football Netball Club. And I have with me on the line from Fish Creek the co-president of the Fish Creek Football Netball Club, Ray Stephanie. And for those who don't know where Fish Creek is, it's in South Gippsland and uh, right near Leangatha, Foster, Menion, uh, Currumburra, lots of beautiful places as well as, of course, Wilson's Prom. So it's a, a beautiful, beautiful place, but it's not just about the scenic beauty but also the beauty of the people there and the clearly talented football team and netball teams. So I welcome onto the show Ray Stephanie, who is joining me to talk about the club in the context of a very sad set of events, which was a fire that occurred. It seems like it was arson. That's what uh, I think the running theory is at the moment at the end of the year in November, uh, the 4th of November, if I'm being specific, uh, 2023, where Fish Creek's club rooms at Terrell Park were burned down, completely destroyed, along with all the contents pretty much of what was in the club rooms. So a huge amount of history that's gone and many, many memories for locals. So I, as I said, welcome onto the program now, Ray Stephanie, co-president of the Fish Creek Football Netball Club. Hi there, Ray. Thank you very much for joining us on the show here today. 
Thank you very much, Amy. It's my pleasure and um, yeah, thanks for your interest. I have a keen interest and I have to disclose some um, conflicts of interest, <laughs> to, for want of a better word. For those listeners wondering why last year I was giving everyone football updates about how Fish Creek were going in the Mid-Gippsland League, that was because and is because my grandfather, Frank McKenzie, was a life member and still is a life member of the Fish Creek Football Club. He passed away many years ago, but he was a full forward, I discovered, in the Fish Creek football team in the 50s and and before and after and certainly was someone who was part of the town and part of creating and setting up Terrell Park and the club rooms as they did exist and my nan Corrie McKenzie playing a huge role in the local community as well so I have lots of family down there and that's why I have a a greater interest in it than I normally would, but I'd still be interested, I think, because the story of Fish Creek is so compelling to many that when these club rooms did burn down, it did actually make the news. It made ABC News. It made The Age. It was making national headlines. It was making TV news. So this was a significant moment, and I know that Fish Creek touches the hearts of many. So, Ray, could you tell us what you've come to discover Fish Creek means, not just for the residents of Fish Creek, but also for the rest of the country after this devastating fire occurred? Uh, yes, I'd love to, Amy. Um, and just further to your history of your of your family, um, my my grandfather uh, Terry Mackin, who played at, uh, some games at Fitzroy and captain coached Fish Creek to quite a few premierships. He was a great friend of your grandfather Frank, and their their farms uh, nearly bordered each other. I think out here on um, on Harding Lawson Road, just just west of uh, west of the Fish Creek Township. So we um, we also have that connection there, and um, I can hear in your description there, the passion that you have for, for Fish Creek still and your memories of, of being here as a youngster. And, and I think mm. that's what uh, that's what many of us have that live here at Fish Creek. And, and I think that's what, what makes it such a strong community. Um, we are very passionate about our little patch of dirt down here and um, and we, we feel very blessed um, that we live in, in such a great community. You know, it started off, you know, as a in you know, eighteen eighty four was when the Fish Creek Township was formed, and and it was generally a, a farming community back then. Um, and then as time went along, um, the farms were developed, and the bush was cleared, and you know, there was a butter factory in Fish Creek for a number of years that a lot of the local dairy farmers supplied, and 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 a lot of lot of people came to the local area to work there actually in that butter factory, and then ended up playing at the at the footy club which which uh, started in 1903 so there's a lot of a lot of rich farming history around fish creek and a lot of those earlier teams all of the participants were they were all farmers and um, mm. and, and farming families that's that's just how many 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 rural communities of the time and um, and I think that's where where that sense of community started you know it really it really built it was a place for for these local communities in pretty tough times back back then um, in the early 1900s. Um, it's where they came together to, to not only play their sport but to socialise. There wasn't many other opportunities back in those days and, and that, that um, you know, community spirit, I think, was really built there and that connection with the, with a sporting club and and that that's still here today. You know, even though there's a lot of diversification in, in our area now, a lot of people... Moved down with you know some call them sea changes or tree changes of um, you know that really 
taken a liking to the to the Fish Creek area, along with, you know, we're obviously close to Wilson's Prom, Sandy Point, Waratah Bay, some beautiful coastal areas, and a lot of people have moved to this area for that reason and, and got involved in our community and just and made it a, you know, made it a uh, diverse and, and a better place. But that that spirit of community that is here now definitely um, was built off those those early early years for sure. Mm, yes, and the butter factory building is still there, although not as a butter factory. But it's um, correct. It's great that you correct. can walk past it. <laughs> yes, yeah, a lot of history, a lot of history in that building, and uh, you know, and and I, and I think. Getting back to your question about what the, I suppose, the, the small town of Fish Creek and, and, I, and I'd say a lot of other small communities as to the wider community, I think we've always, I think we've probably always batted above the average um, when mm. it comes to things that we've achieved in our little town and, and not just not just the sporting achievements, I think, um, you know, the town's achievements and, and I think that's been admired by, by people far and wide and, and, you know, with media coming more expansive over the years and these, these stories start filtering out to the wider community and and I think there is some appreciation from people about uh, about these achievements and it's and I think and people in other other communities and especially small communities understand um, that these things uh, are only achieved because of a lot of uh, you know help and volunteerism from passionate people that get involved and and um, you know whether it's in a sporting club or a you know, or other local uh, community to to achieve, um, you know, things to improve and and make the make the experience of living in our in our area better. And um, and that's, you know, that we've really seen that come to the fore since the devastating fire on November four. Um, if anyone was at all thinking that maybe that community spirit was was waning slightly, um, mm-hmm. not that we thought that, but goodness me. Um, it is stronger than ever, and and it's it's been very humbling and very heartwarming to see the support that that we've had from not only our local community, our town, but from all over, or you know, all over the state, all over the country. Really, we've had so many messages of support and and financial support for our, our rebuild process, and it's um, it's truly amazing, been truly amazing. Yeah, it certainly has. It was quite overwhelming to see all of those donations coming in through the GoFundMe page, which is still up there for people to donate to. I'll put the link to it. I was just reflecting on what you were saying, well, a lot of what you were saying, all of it true. And, you know, you said that Terry Mackin had the the dairy farm on Harding Lawson Road and you know, my family, Frank and Corey were dairy farmers. And I was talking to my uncle's last night getting some background and remembering some of the things that were happening and and it reminded me of just how much the men and women kind of equally pitched in in different ways not just on the dairy farm like my nan apparently went out into the field and you know she's cutting hay and hand milking cows and she did that in the morning and then gave birth to one of them that afternoon, you know, it was like the women were out there doing just as much, if not more of the work sometimes than the men. Um, but it was the same as well with the volunteering, you know, at the football club and at the op shop and at the hall and, you know, all the different things that make up Fish Creek. And um, and I know that, you know, for them dairy farming was a big thing, but also you're still doing dairy farming as well. So that tradition of farming and, and you know, volunteering continues throughout the town in different ways. Yeah, it definitely does, and and um, there's no no doubt about that. It was a it was a team effort. Um, you know, 
all those years ago. It was, you know, everyone pitched in, kids included, to help out, yeah. um, whether it was on the farm or... And then, you know, once the once the, the community groups like the, the footy netball club was... Um, was started that um, everyone did their bit, and that and that still happens today. I mean, the club as it runs today, we have you know so many fantastic people that um, that are involved, and and you know I would say of equal number of males and females that um, that put their hand up to do to do their certain roles, and and for that fact, some of the junior the kids as well, they you know they're fantastic as well they um you know they're more than happy to help out when needed and even on, on game days some of the smaller jobs and you know running water for the players and, and boundary umpiring and doing all these little jobs but um you know it's great and it gives them that sense of connection with the club and 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 we hope that that's instilled in them we get trying to instill that in them early so that they'll be uh you know, willing to do that right through their careers and then you know and then and then beyond to still have that attachment with the club and one thing, Amy, that we mm. that really stood out to me was in the days after the fire, we had so many phone calls and emails and messages from past players, not only past players, but past community members that had a connection with the club many years earlier um, and then moved on for whatever reasons, work or, you know, um, other commitments and and their messages and, and phone calls were filled with stories of their memories of the club. And, and a lot of them were very emotional. And it really, I think when it happened, it really uh, jogged people's memories and, and, and they started remembering their time here and, and how much it actually meant to them. Because a lot of them, it was in their formulative years, you know, as a, as a teenager coming through or, or when they had young families and they remembered the times, the good times they had and the support and that, that real community connection that they had and being part of a, a big family that that is Fish Creek and, and especially the, the football netball club. And that was really, that was fantastic hearing those stories. And, um, it, it, yeah, it was, uh, and I think it really instilled in the rest of us of, um, that, you know, we have to make the most of our time with the club. We're only here for a, in the big scheme of things, not, not a long period of time in, in our time at the club and, and it means so much to us, but it means so much to so many, and and um, and that's really stood out to us since that that fateful day in November. Yeah, well, it has such a long history, as you've referenced, established in 1903, over 120 years now of history, mm. and it's no small feat, really, because Fish Creek is a small town. You go in, and there's a, that population sign <laughs> to <laughs> remind you. How many does it still say on it? It still says 201. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they've updated it ever. Um, but, you know, it gives you an idea. It's a small town. And, you know, the the great thing about it is that although Fish Creek, the football club, has come in and out of different leagues, and, you know, it used to be in the Alberton League, now it's in the Mid-Gippsland League, there's been ups and downs, but a lot of ups over those years. But the one thing that stays the same is the club and town spirit. And I know that it's not all about winning, Ray, but Fish Creek does have pretty good stats when it comes to winning grand finals. Could you tell us, you know, some of those headlines as to what has made Fish Creek a very successful team on paper in these grand finals because I think when mm. I was talking to my uncles they were trying to pinpoint the five or so years when there was a decline you know in the in the 60s yeah. and then they went all the way back up to premierships again. Yes it, 
Look, I mean, I think it's it's probably been well documented. Um, the the win that we had last year in the, the Mid Gippsland League, the winning the senior premiership, that was the 37th senior premiership that the club has won. Which is from what we from what we have been told, and we understand that is, that is the most in um, in Victoria, uh, senior most senior premierships won, which we're very proud of. Um, but that. Uh, you know, that came about, a lot of those were won through those earlier years in the 50s and, mm. and some in the 60s. And that they were, you know, they were all homegrown then, of course. They were all, like I said, they were all farmers and, and or people that were here working at the butter factory or worked on, on farms. And, as you know, there was many a time where they were underdogs, but I think they just had, from, from what my grandpa has told me and some of the other old-timers around it, they just had this will to win and the spirit, their com- the camaraderie and mateship was, you know, it was like no other from what they tell us. And it was, um, they just did that little bit extra to win some of these grand finals that they that they weren't supposed to win. Um, even last year, was we were underdogs again and, and we, we're very big on on teaching our playing group the history of the club and 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 uh, and a lot of the, those old timers like, there's not not as many of them left anymore but they, they're still around the club and the stories are still there and and our our play, young playing group that comes through hear those stories and talk to some of these these old timers and and one of those uh um, Andy Kerr he's an, an absolute uh, legend of the Fish Creek Football Netball Club and Played in 13 grand finals consecutive and won 11. Now, wow! Like just and two would, and that's just amazing. You know, it's just you know, it's those numbers. I don't know that there's there's a record like that anywhere in country football. And 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 you could sit there and listen to Andy tell those tell stories about those days all all day and every day. And our players love that, and Andy loves to to get involved and and speak to our to our playing group and. And instilling to them what what the club means to him and what it means means to to everybody here and and I think that that really came to the fore with our team last year they they all bought into that culture and and although we were probably the underdogs I mean Newborough who we beat were undefeated for the season and and um, once again they got it done they just they just found a way and and that's that's been the Fish Creek way for for a long time and I remember preliminary final day last year we we beat Thorpedale and and the next day I was up at Mathra um watching my daughter play in a, in a netball game up there in the Gippsland league and um at Lean Gatha were playing and, and I was talking to some of the Lean Gatha people and they said oh, I can't believe it what is it with you guys you've made another grand final <laughs> and I said yeah that's just <laughs> that's just what we do and, and then of course we won and, and, and the messages were coming through thick and fast from those Friends that said, "Oh, well done!" You know, that's just amazing, and another another amazing effort by by Fish Creek, and and um, and uh, yeah, it was well celebrated, and it just you know the roller coaster of emotions from from that day to to only you know around about six weeks later when the rooms burnt down to to just utter devastation. That um, you know, that's just unfortunately that's what life can throw at you at times. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's shocking and. I, I thought it was just quite unimaginable. I could never have expected that anyone would think to do what happened. I just don't know what could get in anyone's head to burn down a football club you know, and the rooms and all that was in there. It's one of those things that 
you know, it means so much to the football club. But then, as we were saying, the broader community, I don't think some people might realise that the football club means so much in the sense that, you know, my parents had their wedding reception in the top floor of that football club, you know, and so many other people in the towns had their great moments, life moments in that football club in those rooms. So, you know, it holds a huge amount of physical memories, but also actual, you know, human memories of great times in those rooms. Absolutely. And and we've had, like you said, numerous, there's been numerous wedding receptions, um, 21st, you know, birthday celebrations. The local primary school, Fish Creek Primary School, had um, every every Christmas just prior to them um, finishing up for the school year, they'd come down and have their Christmas lunch at the at the footy club rooms. It, that happened for a number of years. They, they ran trivia nights there. Um, you know, it was really was uh, a community meeting point, um, and, and we we're pr- really proud of that. And um, so that, I think that, and that's why it. It sort of uh, it was felt right across the community, not just the footy netball club community, but the whole Fish Creek community, because nearly everybody that, is, that lives in this area has have had some connection with those rooms over their life, and and, and they were generally you know good times and good memories, um, and and, uh, and it really really struck a chord with people, and and I think that's part of the reason why we've had such fantastic support in the aftermath, which we're you know very grateful for, of course. Yeah, and to get a sense of what was lost in terms of the the physical items, the memorabilia, the historical Mm. mementos, I know that there's a big sign that's left because there's a photograph of it of the team's song and parts of the team's song in handwriting in red paint and a white background. So there are little bits that were salvaged, it looks like, from the change rooms at the bottom, but it seems like a lot or if not all of those cups were lost. What kind of items have we now lost because of this fire that can't be recovered? Yes. So, so I mean, there was numerous, all of the premiership photos of the teams, they're, they're all gone. Um, the, the premiership cups and shields are all gone. Um, we, did, we did salvage, there was one cup that was still sort of in one piece. It was the, I think it was the 2000 or 2001 senior premiership. It's very burnt and blackened, but still in one piece. And one of our life members, Lou and he he took it home and, and him and his wife, they, they cleaned it up and uh, polished it up a bit. It still looks a bit ragged, but we're, we're keeping that. And, and hopefully when, when a new facility is built, that that'll be take pride of place in a, in a new cabinet. And, and look, we do have photos of, of all the, the majority of the cups and shields, so they can be they can be reproduced. I mean, it won't be the same, of course, but mm. um, we're looking at, at options to do that. And, and we did find the remnants of a lot of the a lot of the cups that were just melted lumps of metal. Um, so there's you know there's things we're tossing up. What to do with those? We're we're speaking with some um, some people that make make the trophies and see whether there's a possibility that whether they could be all melted into something that they could make. You know, some sort of a memorial or commemorative cup or something like that that could go into a, into a new build. Um, but that's you know that that'll that'll sort of work itself out, out over time. But that, that was quite devastating. We're lucky enough that the majority of the flags, the actual premiership flags, were stored in containers downstairs in a storage room, um, the change room. So they've been most of them have been preserved. They're a little bit of smoke and water damage but um but yeah the majority of them being preserved which we're very thankful for but a lot of the other things we had there was a there was a big 
a big uh, frame upstairs with numerous photos that was donated to the club by the Keane family, one of the one of the original settlers in Fish Creek um, from 1909. I think those photos were from a lot of them, um, and that was, you know, that that took pride of place on the wall, and that mm. that's gone. Um, and that had a lot of photos of um, of some of the original uh, committee members and president of the of the football club. And um, once again, we're we're being told lucky we have photos of a lot of the photos. So I think a lot of them they're telling us the technology's there that we can recreate a lot of them. Um, but that one really hurts. That really old one. Um, you know, that's uh, yeah. that was such a fantastic. Fantastic um, old frame, and and we just you know with uh, a lot of the old timers that are still around, just to, you know they they well up with tears every time we talk about what was lost, and particularly that. Um, and it's just the it's just to be able to to touch and feel that that history, you know, like we mm-hmm. like we did for, for a number of years there, and you sort of take it for granted and. Um, and because it's the, the rich history of the club is there, every time you took the time to um, have a closer look at some of those trophies and shields and photos from yesteryear, it really, um, uh, you know, it warmed the soul. And to not be able to do that now is um, is hard. It hurts. But um, look, we'll we'll move forward and and we'll we'll have some sort of memorial that we'll we'll put together um, when we eventually get a get a new building and 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 we just we just continue to move forward yeah yeah as you have to there's no choice is there um correct yeah and i know that uh we lost a great of the club last year in cliff mcgannon who was beloved and is still beloved by many people who he did so much as did the mcgannons in general for the fish creek football club as well as the curs and you saying you know andy's still around um, the Stanfields. There's a whole range of families who've had generation upon generation of people involved in the club. And there's some really fun and funny stories, I guess, about the club. Before we get into, you know, the fundraising, I wanted to give people a sense of some of the personalities and the stories or myths and, you know, <laughs> things around the club that are still talked about or remembered fondly. And I know that um, there's a really wonderful recounting of the 1952 South Gippsland Football League Grand Final on the Footy Almanac's website. And um, I was remembering my grandfather, who, as I said, played, and as as you said, your family member played in the 52 Grand Final. This was a very, very memorable Grand Final, but it wasn't uncommon in the sense that it was against Menion, and there was a number of Grand Finals against Menion. It's quite a significant rivalry, or certainly was at that time. And there was a lot of kind of controversy around it and a lot of heated arguments and um, newspaper articles and all kinds of things swirling around that particular grand final. Could you tell us about that and any of the other, I don't know, stories that perhaps come to mind for you about the Fish Creek Football Club? Sure, I'd love to, Amy. Um, uh, just going back even further, back in those early days that from 1903, those first two years from what we've been told, and, and there were some photos um, that are now gone um, in the rooms from, from back then. And the ground... Um, of course, Terrell Park started back in the 50s but was built then. But uh, they used to play what's called Buckley Park now, just on the east side of the town. But prior to that, 
from what we understand, um, from where Terrell Park is now, just north of there, um, and that was the, the Kerr's farm. Um, now, I don't, I'm not sure where it was the Kerr's farm then. It may well have been, but the, the initial oval where they played, they used to play, and there was tree stumps on the ground. <laughs> yeah, so they used to play around it. Now, I don't know how many, um, but they had to play around the tree stumps because if you remember back in those early days, it was all bush that was cleared, but um, maybe these stumps were a bit larger and they couldn't get them out. So they just played around the tree stumps. <laughs> now, but, uh, an extra layer of um, competition with trying to not run into a tree stump as you're flying for a football. But uh, I thought that that was uh, quite amusing, and um, some Andy tells quite a good story about that. Not that he was there then, but uh, yeah. but his his family, and and then pushing on to the to that 1952 grand final. Just a little side note to that. Um, so the captain coach of Fish Creek was my grandfather Terry Mackin, and the captain coach of Meenan at the time was Rod Nicholson, who worked at the Langatha Butter Factory then. And he um, is actually my wife Rebecca's grandfather. So, oh, small <laughs> so world. My grandfather and my wife Rebecca's grandfather were the two opposing uh, captains and coaches. <laughs> and uh, and I remember when I started um, going out with my wife Rebecca, I went around and my grandfather was living with mum and dad at the time. He was quite elderly, and and I told him who I was courting at the time, and 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 then mum proceeded to tell him who. The grandfather was, and he sat up in his chair quite quickly and bristled at the at the at the uh, at the name of Rod Nicholson, and and um, they um, apparently they used to lock horns quite regularly back in those days in the Fish Creek Minion uh, clashes. So I uh, thought that was quite quite funny. But that game itself, um, yeah, what a lot what a a lot of controversy and still talked about and. Um, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people know that story, and that that's a great article on the Footy Almanac about, you know, that we Fish Creek had, had won the game by seven points at the end, and then um, after everybody had gone home straight away to milk the cows, because that's what they did. They 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 did the celebrating after the cows had been milked, and and then the, the word came through that uh, that that it was a draw. There'd been a um, discrepancy with the uh, goal umpires' cards. One of them apparently had been dropped in mud and was very hard to decipher. Not sure whether that was done on purpose or not, but um, I think there were mm. stories of, um, of some money being betted uh, on the game and and um, some people that uh, that needed needed uh, Minion to win or at least be a draw so they'd get their money back. And um, yeah, lots lots of stories. And Fish Creek were, were asked to replay the game as well as Minion the following week. And there was a town hall meeting in. In the Fish Creek Hall, I think every one of those 201 people were in the hall that night, and <laughs> and they voted that no, we won the game fair and square, and we're not going to replay it. And and it was from the next year on that Fish Creek moved to the Alberton Football League, and that that's that's how that that move to the Alberton Football League um, came about because of that that drawn grand final. Um, yeah, such no, a big moment. Absolutely, and and at at Cliff's um, Cliff McGannon's funeral last year was it. Uh, I was lucky enough to to be asked to speak on uh, on behalf of Cliff's time at the at, at the football club, and one of the stories that the family told me was uh, years later. I think it may have been in the early 2000s. The local Leangatha Star newspaper did a a report um, where they got Cliff and a, and I think it was a member of the Menion team with the cup that had been stored at the Menion Hall because the Menion Footy Club didn't want it there either. They didn't feel that they deserved it either without a rematch, and and 
Cliff's wife, Trish, drove into to the Lee Gatha football ground, I think it was, to have this photo taken and a, and a bit of a reminisce about the game and what had happened. And as they pulled up to the ground, Cliff opened the door to hop out and he said to Trish, don't turn the engine off, Trish. I'm going to go and grab that cup and we'll be out of here. <laughs> 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 that didn't occur, of course. Uh, Cliff didn't follow through on that, but um, it, got, it got quite a big laugh at, uh, at Cliff's um, memorial service that day. And that was the sort of character that Cliff was and that mm. many of them were back in those days. Um, you know, they, had a, they certainly had a great time. Yeah, well, I was looking at an Age article from 1952 after this controversy was swirling, um, and there was a quote here from a Fish Creek Football Club member saying that they will take the case to the High Court if need be. So there was, that's how high the feelings were about Absolutely. this. Do you know where the cup is? From my understanding, it, it is still at the Minion Hall. Um, I, I haven't actually... It was there a number of years ago when I was there, but I, I haven't been there for quite a while. So I'm presuming, I know there was a bit of a refurb done of the horse. So I'm presuming it is still there, but mm. um, yeah, no one's willing to claim it. <laughs> oh, I, I'm willing to claim it. I'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep the so car idling. If we had that one, we're at 38 senior premierships then. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I'm going to go with 38. So let's revise the number. Um, now, we're running up to the hour, so I want to make sure that everyone knows how they can contribute. And one of the obvious things that needs to be done is that permanent club rooms need to be rebuilt. And I've seen on the Facebook page that we've got temporary club rooms looking very snazzy, um, and that's taken a huge community effort to get those up and running for this season coming up. Um, but obviously there's the cost of the temporary club rooms, but now permanent club rooms as well, and the other costs of dealing with this fire and the insurance does not cover it. So, Ray, what can people do listening who want to support the Fish Creek Football Club in their efforts to rebuild? Yes, well, look, if people are uh, able to, to help, we do. Our, that GoFundMe page is, is still um, operational and we also have another um, another link there on our, on, our, on our website and on our socials for if companies want to want to donate, then um, uh, a tax invoice will be generated so, you know, so they will get that benefit um, if they want to do that. And also, we've got a lot of fundraising events in the pipeline for the next, well, it's going to be the next couple of years, really, and the first one of those is um, is our, our gala sports night um, coming up on the on the 2nd of March at the Leningathan Memorial Hall, and that's going to be a, a big night for us, and we've had so many fantastic donations we've got some fantastic speakers that are going to be there and we're also running a silent auction as well of some some memorabilia and and um, accommodation packages and things like that that have been donated to the club to to auction off which is fantastic um i could run through the the list of speakers if you like Amy. yeah go for it interested. it's um you know there's some real who's who of, um, of football netball and basketball here we've got neil balm and David Parkin, as well as Lee Montagna and Brendan Favola from all AFL, of course. And um, we have Kate Eddy, um, Melbourne Vixens netballer. And we have Belinda Snell, who is a local, of course, from Urban North, um, played a lot of basketball for Australia. She's coming as well. And then we have a we have a comedian on board as well, Des Dowling. He's, he's very a very funny man. And, and our MCs who have done a lot of work in helping organise this, um, 
uh, Wally and Leggy, they run uh, a podcast called the Honest Beers Podcast, and they do a lot of work with the. You've probably seen them on TV with the sports bet ads, and they're they're great mates with one of our one of our players, Jordan Shaw, who who is the son of Macao President Nick Shaw, and um, they played a lot of cricket together, and they they spoke to Jordan within hours of the fire and said we want to we want to help out and we want to we want to get on board and so they've they've really um, played a big part in, in putting this together as well and mm. um, we're hoping it'll be a, a great night for everybody a great entertainment and a and a and a you know a great fundraiser all to go towards um, the rebuild of our of our uh, our new rooms. And as you said, there's a silent auction with a cricket bat signed by Ricky Ponting, Collingwood jumper signed yeah. and framed from the 2023 yep. Premiership team and a fully catered suite at Marvel Stadium for any 2024 AFL match. So that's just a, a little slice of what's going on on March the 2nd, which is a Saturday, 6 till 11 in the evening at Lean Gatha Hall. Thank you so much, Ray, for joining us and telling us all about Fish Creek and the Fish Creek Football Netball Club. It's just been so wonderful to chat with you and to reminisce as well as get passionate about the rebuild. And I really hope that it goes well for you and that we can get more people behind the fundraising efforts. That's great, Amy. Look, thanks for your interest and thanks thanks for your time. And look, a big thank you to everybody that has supported the Fish Creek Football Netball Club over the journey um, so since November 4th and, and it, it's really been heartwarming and I'd just love to thank the South Gippie Shire that have, that have helped us with our temporary temporary structures and um, we've had help from local members of Parliament and, and the AFL have helped as well. It's been sensational um, and, and our, obviously our local community um, have done a, a great job so far in supporting mm. us and we're, we're very thankful. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ray. I've just been chatting with Ray Stephanie, who is co-president of the Fish Creek Football Netball Club, and we've just been talking about the Fish Creek Footy Club and their rebuild. I'll put the links up on social media. The Foster Show is this weekend for anyone wondering. I'm Amy Mullins, and you've been listening to the Uncommon Sense podcast. Uncommon Sense is a radio show broadcast on 3RRR FM in Melbourne every Tuesday between 9am and 12pm.